I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched DreamWorks's Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas from 2003. This is an infamous movie for reasons that will eventually be talked about. Um, But before we talk about how we felt about it, who would like to give a spoiler-free plot synopsis? Sinbad is basically the story of how one goddess really wants a book and is willing to screw over a whole lot of people to get it. Um, And also nominally about uh, a man who is like a thief and has issues with women and uh, needs to learn to um, sacrifice instead of always taking the selfish route. That guy's name is Sinbad. He's in a lot of the movie. Uh, (laughs) It's a titular character. Yeah, arguably it's about him, I guess. Uh, But yeah, basically uh, at the beginning, um, he meets with an old friend of his, Proteus, and the this book that of peace that keeps the kingdom in harmony or whatever gets stolen by uh, a trickster or evil goddess. And then um, to save his friend, Sinbad has to go on a voyage to get it back. And, and that's I mean, that's the movie basically is a quest to go get a thing back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, done. With, thank you. Without spoilers. What did we think of this movie? Uh, Mom, would you like to put that to words? I really thought I was going to try to like it, you know? I, I thought it would get better and I'd like it more, but that didn't really happen. So, no, I... I, I liked I, it worse the longer it went on, personally. I liked it more in the beginning. Yeah, well, I... I, I don't think I ever liked it at any any point. Unfortunately, well, yeah. So I, yeah, not not a fan. Yeah, it it wasn't great overall. I guess I didn't have a lot of information before whether it was good or bad. I guess I assumed it was bad because it didn't do well. But sometimes things that don't do well are actually pretty good. Treasure Planet didn't do well, and we all enjoyed that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like not inconsistent animation or I guess just like the meshing of CG in, in uh, traditional animation to me wasn't done well so like it didn't even, look great. Even worse than Treasure Planet. <laughs> it didn't look great a lot of the times so or there were some things that distracted me. Uh, Character wise there were some things that I could have liked but they didn't go they didn't go the way I wanted so I didn't like them. <laughs> um it's a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. It's a it's a mixed bag. Overall, there wasn't a lot that made it worth it. Yeah, there there are a handful of things that I really like here, but it's not enough to make it a good movie. I don't think it's a terrible or broken movie though. Yeah. But it's it just doesn't come together the way that the writers clearly would like it to have come together. And it doesn't feel like it would have been that hard to fix it so that it did work better. Yeah, and I honestly had no preconceived notions. I didn't even really... 
for like, I don't even know if I necessarily knew that this existed. I, I didn't have, and then, <laughs> you know, you didn't really tell me what we were, were watching. You can, you kind of teased me, but I mean, in that sense, but I, I so I didn't, have, not I didn't have a feeling. Yeah. It's not one I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, so I've I, seen bits and pieces of this, like mostly on the internet, but I've never watched this. So I didn't see it during my childhood. So you didn't see it. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to talk about this because I mean, I have some ideas of, of why it didn't really work for me, but but not like just solidified concrete. I, I can't 100% tell you why I didn't end up liking it and, and getting having emotional, you know, attachment for it. Let's get specific. Let's talk about how this movie was received. This film was released on July 2nd, 2003, and received mixed reviews from critics, who praised the voice performances, but criticized the CGI animation and storyline. So lest you think that the CGI animation simply doesn't hold up, um, critics apparently had issues with it from the get-go, which makes it, you know, hold up even less now. It kicked off its box office run with a $6.8 million opening weekend. Not only did this gross put it behind newcomers like Terminator 3 and Legally Blonde 2, both considered classics, and I am being sarcastic, but it also opened below the sixth weekend haul of Finding Nemo. A week after this movie released, another pirate-themed movie was released into theaters. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sinbad went on to gross just $26.5 million domestically and $54.3 million internationally on a $60 million budget. DreamWorks suffered a total of $125 million loss on a string of films around this time, including this one, which nearly bankrupted the company. Wow. Um, some sources say that they lost $125 million specifically on this, and others vaguely say that they, around that time, lost that amount of money, including this movie. So I'm not totally sure which is which, but suffice to say this did not help DreamWorks' financial situation. Wow. A few weeks after its release, DreamWorks Animation co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg told the New York Times that the studio would no longer produce hand-drawn animated projects in the wake of Sinbad's failure. Mm. And they didn't. This was the last one. After this, it was more Shrek movies and all the other things that DreamWorks are eventually known for, both good and bad. Wow. So yeah, let's... um. Yeah, you know, too, I I do not have, I'm not the, I have the level of expertise that you do, Danica, and and even you and Valerie, as far as discerning between uh, CG and, and, and hand-drawn animation and all of that. But this looked weird to me in so many spots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I usually don't quite catch what y'all are talking about. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, I can, but there were just so many times that I'm just like that. That that looks weird. <laughs> so oh, I I have two more notes about the development of this. Um, so the general idea to do a Sinbad movie goes back to um, 
a little after Disney's Aladdin came out, where uh, screenwriters Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio came up with the idea of adapting the story of Sinbad the Sailor in the vein of the story of uh, Damon and Pythias before settling on a love triangle. They wrote a treatment inspired by screwball romantic comedy films with Sinbad as a reserved apprentice cartographer who joins Perry Banu, a free-spirited female smuggler on an adventure and falls in love. That sounds cute. Yeah. In July 1992, Disney announced they were adapting the story into a potential animated feature, but this never ended up materializing. Years later, shortly after writing Gladiator in 2000, John Logan was approached by Jeffrey Katzenberg to write the script for an animated film. When he was offered the story of Sinbad, Logan researched the multiple tales of the character before settling on depicting the Greek and Roman versions. He described his first draft script as very complex. The relationships were very adult. It was too intense in terms of the drama for the audience that the movie was aimed at and uh, the kind of push and pull and sensibilities of what the target audience that this movie was made for um kind of kind of rippled throughout its entire creation and ended up where we are today with it uh for for better and especially for worse so yeah let's talk about the story the characters um all that um, I guess at the start of the story, it starts with Eris, the uh, goddess of, of discord. Yeah, I guess her being the inciting incident, I don't know if that makes it stronger or weaker of a story. I, I don't know. I guess it she wasn't... is. She's not completely. She affects the inciting incident, but the inciting incident is still Sinbad's own agency of attacking this ship to try to get the book. And then, oh, hey, my old childhood friend is on this boat. Mm -hmm. Like, he still does that. She exacerbates things by dropping a sea monster on it when Sinbad's about to leave. Yeah. But, like, the the actual inciting incident, I would argue, is the attack at the boat, which is Sinbad's. Okay. She just opens the film. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not completely sure how, like, I I feel about, about her. She didn't quite... You know, I, I, I'm I very sure of how I feel about her, but yeah. please continue. No, I was just going to say is, is it, I I liked her. There were things I liked about her, but as far as like, she didn't engage me as a villain at just uh, like, for example, in a similar thing of Hercules, like Hades, you know, that is also like who that. I most directly compare her to because yeah. she has the like monsters in waiting to go put on a, a yeah. metaphorical chessboard, yeah. which is very like Hades is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just wasn't as engaged with, you know, I don't know. I just, I just didn't. Well, I that. like her. I know. Yeah. You do. <laughs> no, yeah. no, and I just mean is I, you know, there's a lot of things that I did like about her, but I, again, I can't quite put my finger on what was missing. What would have made me really have bought into it or, or really enjoyed that interaction. It was just missing. And the same with the rest. Now, it, because I, I even think about the story itself. It's not a terrible plot and storyline. There was just, I don't think there was enough development of any characters because I didn't end up having any attachment and, and liking them or really rooting for them as far as an investment. I mean, you know, I didn't want them all to die, obviously, but I just really didn't have an investment or I, attachment to anyone. I had investment in some characters, but not the main ones that they clearly wanted me to. Yeah. Namely, 
Sinbad and not a whole whole lot for Marina either. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- I, Proteus I immediately loved though. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did really like Proteus. Yes. Yeah, I think He's so, just charming, right? He is. So they uh I I think it's his earnestness. Yeah. Um he's like we're friends and he's like you're not going to steal this, right? Yeah. It's it's that combined with his clear like level of competence. Like he mm. he has kind of an ease to the way he fights similar to Sinbad, but he doesn't have that cockiness in the same way that Sinbad does. Yeah. Any cockiness he has is like just self-assurance rather than like feeling high and mighty. Yeah, and honestly, I think the quips in this story reduced, like, were to its detriment a lot of the time. Uh, Especially all of Sinbad's ever. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Like, he's quipping all the time, and it's like, this this doesn't do anything for you. Like, hey, since we're talking about Sinbad, let's talk about who voices him. It's Brad Pitt. Russell Crowe, though, was originally set to voice him, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. So then uh, Brad Pitt came on board, and he had been wanting to make a film his nieces and nephews could see. He explained, they can't get into my movies, people's heads getting cut off and all that. He had already tried to narrate DreamWorks' previous animated film, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, Uh but it didn't work. So Matt Damon took over the role. Pitt's purest intentions uh, made him worried that his Missourian accent would not be suitable for the Middle Eastern character, but he was persuaded by the filmmakers that his accent would lighten the mood. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. That sounds well, even worse. It does. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. He, I, mm. Here's the thing. I, okay. Sinbad was no Aladdin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no Aladdin. And the thing is, if you're going to have... Uh, an arrogant or somewhat cocky character, it's going to have to have the heart that Aladdin had to make it work. And it, this didn't. Well, I, I wouldn't compare them too much to me. They're not quite the same in that, uh, like Aladdin's initial thing is like, he's doing this to live. Right. He has the heart. And the whole point of this movie is that Sinbad doesn't, or, like, that's kind of the big question of what are his motivations are. Yeah. And so I think the, like, saying that his voice had to have that heart, like, that's kind of the question here. So I don't necessarily compare them directly. Yeah. And I would also push back on, I like Sinbad in the first, like, fourth of the movie, which is namely most of the time where he's interacting with Proteus. Mm-hmm. And I think their relationship has a really good push and pull where like Sinbad's kind of cocky, but Proteus is like, I know who you actually are and pushes back against that facade. And once that's dropped and he just Sinbad can just go ham on look at me, I'm terrible, he becomes insufferable. <laughs> so I think part of it is the the dynamics of who it is that he's partnered with in the movie. And they wrote themselves into a corner where the person who makes Sinbad tolerable is written out of most of the movie by the circumstances of the plot. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, will say, I will say that I did enjoy... His Sinbad screen time the most when he was with, say his Proteus. name? Proteus. Proteus. 
But I still, I liked Proteus almost Mm -hmm. instantly, but I still didn't like Sinbad. And that's where I was waiting to see, well, maybe I will warm up to him. Yeah. But I never did. Yeah, I I think what worked for me with those earlier scenes is that he's just as much of like an arrogant jerk as he ends up being for most of the movie. But he's with a person who knows that that isn't completely true to him. And so he doesn't like put up with that or like give it any stock because he knows who Sinbad really is. And I think even if it wasn't Proteus, he needed more of that. If like, uh, what's his, what's his name? Kane. I think so. Yeah. If, if Kane had been a bit more of that. Is it Kale? Oh, Kale. Sorry. Where is? You're right. Oh, you're right. It's Kale. Kale. If Kale had been a little bit more of that for him, I think that he could have worked better if he'd had a voice kind of like Proteus, who is like, I know you at your best and your worst. And so I know you can be better. And who was kind of constantly pushing him towards that. I think it would have worked better, but he needs that if he's going to be the level of obnoxious he is. He needs, he needs some sort of conscience. Right. And they try to make Marina that. But, like, then she's also the love interest. So there's, like, a whole different dynamic yeah, there. Yeah, their push and pull was, like, it, one of the early things where she saves them and and he's rude about it because he is embarrassed or, like, he was shown up. And so he's, like, negging her, of like, oh, you messed my boat up. And then he puts her down to, you know, deflect that. And then whenever he finally thanks her that is still aggressive and in that whole scene you have like the crew like glaring at him like hey you did bad but i think we needed more than that i think if kale had like kind of been like the guy who's there like arms crossed and he's just like come on man you're better than this you know you're being terrible and like pushed him to do it (laughs) and and then even after he, he gives like the angry apology and she slams the door and then kale's still like no you can do better than that. And he has to try again and to actually be like, if there'd just been more of the push and pull that there is when Proteus is there, it just would have, he needed more pushback. He's just kind of able to get away with being terrible too much. Mm -hmm. That might be it. And it's supposed to be endearing, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's just, it's just not, It's, it's just not, it's not fun. It's not, yeah, I, I just I didn't like it. It, it because again, it it just never got better. It, it yeah. you know, and it I, all, yeah, no, it only got worse. Really, yeah. yeah. Um, we it, didn't explicitly say it, but Valerie and I at least need to talk a little bit more about Sinbad and Proteus's relationship because they have like really strong ex boyfriend energy, um, like like they had been dating at some point, but it, they, you know, they went on different paths in life. They weren't mad at each other, but they just had to do other things. And like, there's still like this really intense level of affection there. Yeah. And it comes through constantly in their interaction. And I love it. <laughs> like I'm just eating. I'm like, mm, this is some delicious food. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that's probably a testament to the voice actors of, of feeling the. I think the animators too. I yeah, think they that's do. A, true. I think they do a whole lot, especially with Proteus, to like show how much he clearly cares about this person. Yeah, like the hurt that he felt, and just like this is how we're gonna meet ten years, and we haven't seen each other. Yeah, that kind of hurt, and the like desire to connect again, like that. 
you felt that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there are some good relationships there. Yeah. And when Sinbad first sees Marina, I was like, my vote, just make it a polycule. But then it, he proceeds to have the worst chemistry with, like, they have kind of, I kind of like their chemistry of her, his and Marina's first scene because it felt like they were kind of more on equal terms. She's like, let me speak your language. And she gives him money or whatever. And he's like, okay, yeah. But then he ruins it by hoisting her on deck and throwing her into a room. And then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, actually, no, I don't support you. Proteus and Marina deserve each other more than you deserve either of them, Sinbad. Yeah. 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 It's... Yeah, I didn't buy their their relationship at all. Marina and Sinbad's. No. It wasn't. Mm. No. It wasn't cute. It was it wasn't. No. I and uh, like <laughs> I have some... never sorry, no, I say. don't lose your train of thought, but I have almost never rooted to not have someone get together so much <laughs> in any movie. I'm like, no, please, but I knew it was going to happen, but I'm like, no, please, no, no, no. This is a really bad version of a type of relationship that shows up in a lot of things. And for some people, they don't even like in a, in a, a more antagonistic relationship like this at its best. But like, I eat Ranma and Akane from Ranma one half up. Like uh, Rumiko Takahashi's like kind of antagonistic relationships that she keeps liking to do. Even Inuyasha and Kagome, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, because they're messy and they deserve each other. Like I, I, I can be down with that sort of thing, but you have to show that there's the level of caring underneath the like antagonism that they put out to cover up their feelings and they just don't do a good job with that here. Like Mm -hmm. you can tell that it's there, but it's just bad. Like it's not done well. It's just, yeah, I think it's like, they don't actually know each other. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have any sort of history and they're not, a lot, the movie doesn't give them enough space to really get to know each other. No, yeah, and I just don't, yeah, I just don't... If they it had, just like, wasn't believe, it, it If wasn't they had believable. made it clear that this voyage took, like, weeks, but they set a time thing to where it couldn't. So yeah, it's like, it's like you guys days. are, like, a couple of days... You guys have been with each other a couple of days. I just don't... I'm just yeah. not buying it. Yeah. And, you know, you can do a love story that takes place over a day or two and do it way better than this. So the time thing is, like, only a mild excuse. It's just the writing of their relationship is bad. It's just on bad. Yeah. Well, again, there are some relationships they did. Okay. Yeah. But there's so many that they didn't. And one of them to me is the dog. Sorry. I just was not a fan of the dog and I'm an animal lover. I love animals. Can you explain to me why you don't like the dog? I don't, I think initially I don't like, I don't like how the dog looked. Mm-hmm. I don't like how it was drawn. I don't know. Anyway, but then the slobber just from the start. Uh, and yep, then that's what they I just way over. Well, they just way overdid that. It was like. Um, he is a good drooly boy. He can't help how he was made. And you are very rude. Judging him so harshly <laughs> over a purely aesthetic thing. He did not do anything in this movie that was not full of love and kindness because he's a good boy. He is a good boy. And he's a messy, gross boy. But that is a terrible reason to judge him, Mom. I am all about you judging Sinbad, but you (laughs) judging this dog this way, I can't get behind it. I know the dog's name. I just wasn't attached to the dog. Guess who is the uncredited voice role for that? Oh, oh, what's his... It's Frank Walker. Okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um... 
I just didn't get. Yeah, the you're the first the thing she said. Don't like how he looks. Don't like the slobber. I can't. I can't with that, mom. It was the animation. It was times that he would turn and stuff that it would look like the way they draw the the different darkness and his features. It just looked weird. It just he looked like a messy boy. I don't know what don't your know. damage well, is. I don't know. He just, well, I just, he did was not endearing to me. He was not endearing to me. I think it's just because he's messy and you <laughs> need to chill. Oh, so uh, uh, Eris uh, Michelle Pfeiffer voiced her. And she struggled with pinning down the character's personality, initially finding her too sexual and then too dull. After the third rewrite, uh, Pfeiffer called Jeffrey Katzenberg and told him, you know, you really can fire me. But he assured her that this was just part of the process. (laughs) (laughs) So she was on record as struggling a little bit with the character. But I think she, I mean, I think she did a fine job. I think she, yeah, I think it was fine. Uh, I don't. And I think her being fine isn't her fault. Like, I think as a a whole, the character could have... It was missing something. I like her, but yeah, I mean, I agree that it felt like there was an extra something that that could have been there to really... Yeah, Uh, yeah, honestly, for me... I think even just having a clear relationship between her and Sinbad, like if they had some sort of history... Like, not romantic or anything. No, no. But, but as, like, he's dealt with her BS before. Truly, as, as a swashbuckler. Like, yeah. Like, a, a tete-a-tete of, like, I was going for this thing, but you got it. Like, good job here. And her initial thing that she says, it sounds like she knows him. Yeah. But then he doesn't really seem to know her. So, like, if there had been that, so that the villain and hero, ostensible hero, can, like, have... You know, that sort of rivalry relationship thing that helps with that. It's, I mean, Hercules has a similar problem. Hades is amazing. So, so like, Hades is overall, I think, a stronger villain. But it has the same problem where Hercules doesn't meet him until almost the end of the movie. So they have no relationship with yeah. each other. And, like, villains are better when they have personal relationships with the hero. Even if it's just, like you have been a thorn in my side multiple times, but like both ways, you know, like you just need something there to really take it that extra mile. Yeah. I think you definitely could have within a few lines, just established their relationship of either like grudging accomplices sometimes of like, and then like partial rivals of he wants to steal the thing that she wants and he gets it. But sometimes she bests him or sometimes they have to work together and she you know, betrays him in a little way because she she agrees to something, but it's not like a la genie or a la whatever. The way she words it, she she gets out of the deal or she gets more out of the deal than he does. And he didn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think a, a prior relationship would have been better. Yeah. Anything else with non-spoiler story characters? voice acting before we go on animation well i was just gonna say voice acting i um sorry i'm not i'm not a, a fan of brad pitt i just again i i didn't i think he's a good actor i'm not an sure actor he's a, no i'm, I'm not sure I mean, he's a great voice actor i'm so sorry i i have nothing wrong i like him as an actor i yeah. meant as a voice act i don't yeah i didn't like his depiction of of Sinbad. It, it, again it didn't add it, to me it was already problematic writing and mm-hmm. then i think that maybe even if there had been a, a voice actor that I 
had more nuance and could have brought out more. Um, yeah, but yeah. I just and especially for example, then mm-hmm. that's part of why it literally his the romance scenes between um he were just ah uh, the chemistry was not there. So I, maybe if there was another voice actor could have could have brought out more chemistry. Sure. You know? Um. Yeah, like the the big the big three roles are all like named voice actor like that people know or named actors it's brad pitt Catherine zeta jones as uh marina and michelle pfeiffer as heiress and it's just like they don't do a bad job but people who actually voice act for a living probably could have given those characters more life yeah yeah it's just it's the problem of like hiring people because they're big names. Non-animation and, people recognize their name, and that's just a bad reason to cast someone. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, some of it could be that just they didn't, the writers didn't didn't help with the, how the characters' oh, relationships certainly. work as but well. I, I, I But guess, I guess what I'm saying is that a stronger voice actors could have done more with the weaker exactly. material. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is I think that experienced voice actors, because I mean, just like in video games and everything else, experienced voice actors can bring so much nuance and emotion and characters, um, even to help make up for yeah. when the writing might be lacking. Yeah. So, and yeah, that I think when you have people who are mostly not voice actors, and like can do a decent job with that and then also like a script that's kind of iffy like and character work that's like not the best then you have mediocrity but if you at least had really talented voice actors it could at least a little bit alleviate some of the mediocre writing yeah and i really like Catherine zeta jones as far as an actress but i i wasn't just real, I, yeah, I don't I think any. On I don't think they were bad. Yes, yeah, they just were fine. Yeah, and given the fact that you have lacking in writing, fine just didn't cut it in this. Yeah. Let's go on to animation. For the visual effects, DreamWorks Animation had used Autodesk Maya to create water effects. However, the rendering was found to be too photorealistic and senior software engineer for advanced R&D future films Galen Gornowitz sought to modify the effects so as to closely match the movie's visual development renderings. So what do you what, what do you guys think about that choice? <laughs> How did you guys feel like the water effects looked in this movie? Do you feel like it was a good choice to modify them away from too realistic? Mm-mm, no. I mean, I I think too realistic probably would have been bad, but this wasn't great either yeah (laughs) it might have been better than photorealistic but they didn't hit it yeah so the rest of it said uh craig ring who served as digital supervisor on the film described four major approaches to water used in the film compositing ripple distortions over the painted backgrounds creating fluid simulation developing a rapid slashing technique to create a surface and then send ripples through the surface and better integrating the 3D visual effects with stylized hand-drawn splashes. Um, Out of those parts, so compositing ripple distortions over painted backgrounds, I think the distortions might have been a bit weird. Yeah. Um, The fluid simulation, I think, was kind of off, it felt like to me. I, I, I don't know. It was always a bit off. The water just didn't look good whenever it, like, the boat was on it. 
Yeah. And and it was like a mid And the boat was on it a lot because this is like a pirate movie. Yeah, I think full full pullback like that one I don't it's like, think okay. too bad. I think it was the mid shots where you kind of see the boat and the water around it. <laughs> the boat's pretty much always CG too and it varies in how off-putting that looks. Yeah. Can we talk about Eris's animation with her wispy hair and stuff? Her hair's cool. Um, for me, Eris is very gender. I want to be that. I want to like <laughs> wisp into smoke and float around and like vary my size at a whim. I want to be that. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so I had that going on in my heart throughout the movie. Whenever she appeared, I was like, mm, I'd love to be that. Love to be that. Good That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she's very fun to to look at, which I don't mean in a sexual way. I just mean she's always like wisping and floating in and out of herself it's great and her hair's just all over the place constantly i love it yeah i do yeah i i really like i really like that i think michelle pfeiffer did a fine job but i think a voice actress who could just go a little more ham would fit her aesthetic a little better yeah yeah i would agree or if they had just tried to have michelle pfeiffer go more ham maybe they maybe she is perfectly capable of it and they just didn't push her in that direction and they should have I also, I, I like the colors in this mm-hmm. movie. Agreed. That was probably what I liked the most. And Agreed. Then were, yeah. And and just the whole tone that that set for yeah. the different scenes. There's some really nice sunsets and stuff. Yeah, escapes. The yeah. Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think the lighting is the best. Certain parts uh, of the different places they go. Yeah. Uh, the, the island before it's a fish. Looks good, like, on hand-drawn, but then it's CG, and then it's not so Yeah, great. the CG monsters just don't look that great is the thing. Um, the, think- the movie opens with, like, a big tentacled squid monster, and, I mean, its its tongue looked pretty cool yeah. at one point, but generally, it's the textures. Yeah, it, like, I think separately it probably would have been fine, but integrated together, it just doesn't really work. It, yeah. It's a lot of the integration. And then you brought up that the... You really like the bird. The CG bird later looked a lot better. It still didn't look like perfectly meshed or anything, but I think overall it worked a lot better and it's probably than the, the fish or the other sea monster. Sea. Yeah, and I think it's 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 like Seals. white and it has like these just these like pieces of feathers basically and like the sharp blue beak and stuff. Like I, it were it looked nicer. I think the more uh, more simplistic texture. Yeah. Is would be better instead of the contrasting, like very detailed but mushy kind yeah. of like either fish texture or, you know, the texture on the cetus. Uh yeah. Yeah. I I think the the places where the CGI worked the best is just where it's used the same as it's used in um treasure planet to have dynamic camera angles that would be a lot harder to do in traditional animation uh one of the the scenes that comes to mind is um rats swinging um around the ship and lighting lamps and stuff Mm -hmm. the way that the camera is allowed to swoop with him and everything kind of lends it a, a sense of exhilaration that would be a lot harder to pull off with traditional animation so I think those are the moments where it shines the best. 
but it's just it's used so much there's there's almost always cg in the shot doing something or other and it's just it's distracting (laughs) yeah so the thing that i one of the things i disliked the most was when they used cg characters for faraway shots yeah and i couldn't really tell at times when it transitioned from the cg to the hand to the traditional animated ones but when i noticed the cg like blocky figures i just like i i just didn't like it like there was usually other stuff happening i think it took a bit for danica to see it but like i would always not always but i would notice it more more of the time and it was always disappointing or like just made it look worse yeah just for me, just a, a reiteration that this is probably the first um, animated movie that I have ever really noticed the disconnect and lack of integration between the 3D and the 2D anim- Besides maybe like Quest for Camelot and that rock uh, golem or whatever. Yes, but that was, but that was an, one scene. That was one scene, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas this, there were just it's throughout throughout that I just kept going, whoa, whoa, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, something feels off here. Yeah, yeah. What do you think this movie would be like in live action? I think if they rewrite the love plot, it could be pretty dope. If it were a different movie, it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they hit the same basic plot beats, but just did the romance better. Yes. That alone and could be a pretty, pretty dope movie. Um, if you like went pretty hard on rewriting the romance <laughs> and like maybe uh, can they just all three of them get together, then you'd have like. Pretty dope movie. Yeah, well, and and you would have to, again, have... You'd have to cast it really well, and you would have to have... You could have really Brad Pitt. Well, uh, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, no. You'd have to have be. a better cast. Sorry. I'm, no, no. I, I disagree. You would have <laughs> to have a different have Sinbad. Um, you'd have to have a, a better Sinbad that, that has... That has the, the charisma and yeah. everything else that, that you can... Not just automatically hate him when he's being an arrogant or, you know, whatever. So, uh-huh. yeah. I Yeah, but maybe. But I think you should probably, when you're writing the live action version of this, maybe, like, try to make him a little more endearing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. That should probably be one of your foremost things, that and make the romance actually work at all. Yeah, because, and even, just not to go on a tangent or anything, but... Um, I really liked the depiction of, you know, Jack Sparrow. Not that you have to have a drunk, you know, pirate or whatever or or, or bad guy, but but that combination of that arrogance isn't even though you know Jack Sparrow's character thinks he's the greatest in the world and can do everything. There's just enough nuance and enough where they mess up, but then that the, they do things right. That they just kind of have that balance, and you're rooting for them. Well, also the thing about Jack Sparrow is that at least in the first movie, he's not the protagonist. Mm. Uh, Will, Will is. Yes, that's true. Uh, yes. And arguably, it's Will and Elizabeth are, yes, are the yes. dual protagonists, and and Johnny Depp is their side character. Um, and Jack that Sparrow, is, yeah, and yeah. that is, yeah, pretty much universally agreed to be the best of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And part of the reason that people feel the others don't work as well is because Jack Sparrow becomes more and more of the main character. And that's not necessarily the role that he's supposed to fill. Yeah, 
I would agree. So, so again, I, so if you're going to have the Sinbad, which is, is supposed to be your hero and your protagonist, um, that, that you're just, you're going to have to have a real, a lot of good nuance in that character and somehow develop relationships really well and do that well at the beginning so that you're rooting for this character. Yeah. But like the core of the movie is like a, a boat adventure flick. So like, yeah, those work pretty well in live action. Like, yeah. especially if you have a decent budget, see so that the effects don't look atrocious. Like you can, that can easily be a fun movie. I would say, uh, I would be, very worried about Eris just becoming sexy evil lady. Um, please let her be hammy. Like, let her yeah. have a person, a big personality. Like, that's the only way she's going to work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she's going to be boring as heck. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, it could, I don't want to dwell a whole, whole lot longer on this. But yeah, this could work perfectly well as a live action movie if it actually is given some care and detail and rewritten a little bit. Yeah, I think story wise, we didn't believe Proteus whenever he said that Sinbad had, like, was able to be better. And I think that was one of the problems. Uh, so showing us something that could make us as an audience believe Proteus and therefore root for Sinbad and, and root for Proteus, the person that Proteus believes in. Like, I think that was one of the things that was missing. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about the sound design. The music was done by Harry Gregson Williams, who is a renowned composer, and he did a great job. Yeah. Um, I immediately liked the music that played like when the, the movie opened. Um, I, I liked pretty much any time Eris was on screen. She has like kind of a fun sort of theme that she seems to have that, that came up again and again. Uh, the siren uh, scene was mm, annoying, I forgot about but that. I liked the music in it quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. Had some fun with like some, some lady choirs or whatever in the background. It was, yeah. Music was great throughout, so good job. And there's no musical numbers, so we can't judge that at all. There's not even a song in the credits, uh, so yeah, just Harry Gregson Williams did a great job. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I have one main note here um, for like a fun fact or whatever. There was criticism from for the film's departure from its Arabic origin. Jack Shaheen, a critic of Hollywood's portrayal of Arabs, believes that the studio feared financial and possibly political hardships if they made the film's hero Arab, and claimed that if no attempt is made to challenge negative stereotypes about Arabs, the misperceptions continue. It's regrettable that the community wasn't taken to the opportunity wasn't taken to change them, especially in the minds of young people. At one point, Shaheen asked Katzenberg to include some references to Arabic culture in the film. According to Shaheen, he didn't seem surprised that I mentioned it, which presumably means that it was discussed early on in the development of the film. Uh, also, uh, Logan, uh, John Logan, the uh, main scriptwriter for this, mentioned that he did think about doing that version of Sinbad and then decided he wanted to focus more on the Greek and Roman version specifically because he was like, that seems like a lot of work. I'm going to not. <laughs> yeah. That's really crappy. It's like, yeah. that's harder. So let's not do it. It's pretty like, much. wow, it's more impo- like it's ver- it's be pretty important and, and helpful and impactful. If you maybe did a little bit of work. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit, but they didn't. So Brad Pitt voices him and he's 
not mm. he's not necessarily from there. So, yeah. um, how'd you guys feel about that? Their cannibals line. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. But, but again, like that's just like on top of some of the other quips. Now that that in particular is. Is yeah. and then yeah. and then the one the, the stupid thing is I put back great in time, endearing was, sexism yeah and <laughs> that women are women shouldn't be drivers or are bad drivers ship like, is are no you, place for a woman not only that but, but, but then, again yes, the bad the driving and I'm like thing. how stupid they're they're not driving there's like this is a society where nobody drives so where did that dumb line it's so stupid made no sense yeah. made no sense at all remember when they kissed and one of them was like unconscious and the other wasn't willing thanks movie i needed that mm-hmm. that was wonderful <laughs> why i just one of my notes is why do the writers want me to hate marina and sidbad's relationship because that's what it felt like after a certain point yeah like it's it's not cute guys this isn't a cute relationship dynamic you have going on here Mm-mm. i just Mm-mm. yeah it was it was oh i was just so <laughs> I, I was so repulsed. You it's kept like, covering your I eyes. Did, you I just couldn't like, handle it. I couldn't. It was like yuck. No, no. I mean, gosh. And weirdly, I don't know. To me, almost when when characters have zero chemistry, I don't know if it's worse for me when it's animated or if it's real <laughs> life. But this was painful to watch. I did not <laughs> want them to get together. Ugh. It's just you can't take a strong female character and have her get together with an endearing in air quotes sexist that's not cute (laughs) like i'm not gonna buy it Mm -hmm. unless he gets smacked upside the head repeatedly and changes his ways quickly yeah then maybe i could but that don't happen yeah just the again like it was obvious that he was being a jerk, but the way he chose to be a jerk just made it worse. Like, yeah. when, about the, oh, you ruined my boat, like, women shouldn't drive, or, like, it's no, oh, women don't have a place on the sea, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he had just complained about the damages to his ship without her gender entering it, then I wouldn't necessarily have loved the scene, but I, it wouldn't have been as grating. I would have been like, okay, sure, you care about your ship a lot. That was even established in, like, the first scene where the, the not the kraken, but the, the sea monster sea, damages yeah. a little bit, and, and he's grumpy about it. So it's like, okay, sure. But then it's like you messed it up because you're a woman. Woman should burr, burr, burr. And it's like, okay. And the first time that he brings up his stupid sexism is, is like right before they go into the part with the sirens. And so then of course, all the men, you were so right. If one of those, if one of the men had not been affected, that would have been so good. That would have been great. But no. Or even two of them because they're Right, like their boyfriends. Right, and it's like, oh gosh, this again. Let's and, but get then all they get like, up. then they get like knocked out. If you want, like her to her and the dog to still be the ones doing everything, mm, yeah, like, sure. Be good. But um, anyways, no, they're all like smitten with the sirens or whatever. So then she immediately has to do things. So it's like, oh, that's so clever that you had him be sexist immediately before. You're like, oh, but look how cool and capable she is. She's like, she can help yes. because she's not gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, 
uh, since this is how's it hold up. So then you have this really strong scene with her there and her, you know, saving everyone. Well, but then you have I wouldn't to turn say the right scene around. is strong, but sure. Well, but then you have to turn around and then you turn around and damsel her and just. Okay. Oh, you mean after their yes. fight and they get yes. to the ice place? Yes. Yeah. Then you have to turn. That's how they make up. Is that he goes and rescues her? It's like, well, he Shows has he has a heart. heart. Oh, yeah. I hate it. It's bad writing. <laughs> I don't believe that. That's just BS, guys. Do a better job. Jeez. Yeah. And another thing of the kind of how it hold up is like, yeah, all of all of your pirates are non-european or most like most of them are non-european and so you have this like cast of non-white pirates attacking these like the boat on syracuse and yeah yeah it's there's some uncomfortable implications yeah even if kale and rat are some of the best characters still some uncomfortable implications yeah, yeah. it's like t- diversity win like uh, yeah people stealing the book of peace aren't like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, what I did like those pirates. They're yeah. generally good. So some of the quips. Uh, oh, you wrote down here. your favorites, by which I mean your least favorites. Uh, there some of them aren't my favorites. But, oh, okay. But when he says early on, stand by for sushi whenever he like throws a explosive terrible. thing in Cetus. Oh, one of the guys gets eaten by Cetus, spit back out, and then goes to fight again. And he's like, "Give that guy a raise." Yeah, that's like, dumb. Okay. At some point, I don't remember the sirens, but like Marina goes, ugh, men. Yeah, some, I think it's early on in the sirens thing. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. So early on, they establish that their food rations are pickles, eggs, pickles, you know, oh, she throws is... them in there. And then later on, gosh, what? He's telling a story about they had they had swords pointed at no, him. No, she asked oh. how how um, he met. I know, and then he's oh. telling a story where they have swords pointed at him. Oh, at oh, his throat, yes. at yes. his chest, and at his, and he gestures uh, towards his crotch. But then one of the guys uh, pops out of the food area and is like pickles and eggs for like the food, but. It's and then just, we had to sit in that and like it's just and like weird. understand the implications, huh. and the, we hated it. It was awful. It took me a little while, but then when I did get it, I was so so upset that I did. <laughs> it's like yuck. Uh, and then uh, two more. One, whenever they were in the place that got like winterized by Ares. And Sinbad, like, turned and, like, ran into... Almost ran. Almost ran into Kale. <laughs> Who never wears a shirt. Important in context. And he said, get a shirt before... Yeah, get a shirt before you poke someone's eyes out. Because it's cold and he doesn't wear a shirt. So it's nipples a pointy. Thanks. <laughs> and then this one this one was my favorite. They get to Tartarus. Or they, they get towards the door to Tartarus. And and you see the edge of the the world, or like the water is is falling off the edge, and there's a, a running bit like of with um, these two guys. Uh, they presumably are brothers because they they look very visually similar. Yeah, they uh they have a running thing where they bet each other, and so he's like, "Pay up, it's flat," and the, the other one gives him money. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, that was my favorite. That, yeah, that one was good. The rest, not so much. Do yeah. you have any other quotes? Of- no, I don't think so. I take it we left 
how's it holding? No, up? we're still there because oh, most still... of these don't hold up. Yeah, well. that is true. That is bad true. comedy, except for <laughs> except for the pay up about the world being flat. I that, know that that's was funny. The, that was yeah, I liked that. But how, how's it hold up? Bad. They predicted the uh, rash of flat earthers. No. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to one hour, ten minutes, and forty three seconds. So late in the movie, it try the movie tries to cash in uh, on emotionality between Marina and Sinbad and their relationship, and like that wasn't built up enough to warrant that, guys. Mm-mm. When you're not, Mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not buying it. She's like, I love you, and like, yeah, but you are a good person, and he's like, no, <laughs> and I just am like, just I'm, I'm ready for us to go on to the next scene. I'm not buying into this emotion. Let's just get on with it, please. Oh yeah, the whole thing of like, I was never jealous of uh, Proteus, except uh, except for one time, like when his future was on a boat and it was like what was it it was you oh yeah, and i ran I away <laughs> what a good line it's not a good line uh, yeah i think like the in the beginning whenever he saw her and his face changed i, I don't know if i needed more context or what like obviously there were some feelings but to me it seemed like this was the first time they met so i didn't Get. It still feels yeah. like it's the first time they meet I think, I think when they was, talk though. in the on the boat. So it's but it's like he doesn't we don't get a mention of the fact that he at least saw her and like felt feelings about her because of the implications of her being with his friend and stuff. That doesn't come up until so late yeah. that you like forget that he knew anything about her until then. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe if Proteus said at some point early in his speech to her where he was basically trying to propose to her as outside of their arranged marriage of just like, I know you will do what you have to do because it's your duty, but I would like, I would like to marry you because I love you. And then she didn't get to answer him. Yeah. But if he would have said something like when we met 10 years ago, sure. to at least give another breadcrumb about yeah. like where this is going. Yeah. But no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so the actual end of the movie, they get into Tartarus, just Sinbad and Marina and, uh, Eris is, you know, like, come on, come on guys. This is my book. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Like I got what I wanted. Like this wasn't part of the plan. Go but, away. But she's like, okay, fine. Uh, we'll play a game. And if you win, then you could get it. And so it, she basically is like, I'm just going to ask you a question. If you didn't get, we know what happens if you get the book, you bring it back and like, then you get to go like sail off to Fiji and do whatever and like be all happy. If you don't get the book, you basically have two choices, which is to go to Fiji anyways and like run away from all this and have a a nice life or go back and die so that your friend doesn't die. Which one would you do? And, And then he, he says that he'd go back, but she's like, that's BS, you're lying, and and he doesn't get to have the book or whatever. Then we have the dumb scene where they're sitting on the rock, and she's like, I love you, and all that. Um, and then we go to Proteus, and he's about to get his head chopped off, uh, because it's, the time's almost up, and they keep, they keep, like, looking out at the horizon, presumably to, like, see if a boat's approaching, um, but it doesn't, 
and then right before his head is gonna get chopped off, the uh, some, some so, someone someone like hits the sword away, and well, then the, sin- the axe, the, yeah, they. they- Oh, they axe. break the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, Sinbad and, and all his crew like climb up over the edge of the platform that he was on, and it's like, where did they come from? Yeah. <laughs> How did no one see them approach? They were there whatever. Two days early, they were just waiting for a dramatic entrance. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like that. So, so the way that Sinbad wins is that he, you know, he came back and he is gonna die. And so then, when the axe is swung to cut his neck off, it explodes right before it does. And Eris is there, and she looks pissed as heck. She's very big. She's very mad. Love that for her. Um, <laughs> um, but I like that she isn't defeated necessarily. Like she, she loses with this one particular plan that she wanted but unlike Hades who is also a god she doesn't get like thrown into a pit that like it's like oh if she gets out like it's like Hades is a god he's not gonna die but you want it's a Disney movie so you like need to give the villain enough comeuppance to believe that he got his just desserts forever but he's a god he's probably gonna be fine and so I kind of like that like she, she was thwarted, but she's like, I'm just going to go do other things now. Like, she's fine. She doesn't get, like, karmically punished. She just doesn't get to have this one thing that she wanted, but she's fine. And I like that for her. Yeah. I, and it makes more sense when you're telling a story where a god is an antagonist, I think. Yeah. Like, I, to me, it, it kind of felt like a Xena or Hercules episode. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that. Not one of the stronger ones, but yes. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. She would make it. a great antagonist for those shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Way better than Hera. Uh, but yeah, like her whole uh, tapping her fingers on the thing, like getting bored so with good. it. That was so good. And he's like, he like says something and she like kind of like jumps her fingers towards him like, like, don't, don't say that stuff to me. I don't know. Her animation's so good, and I, yeah, I really think it is that either Michelle Pfeiffer needed to be pushed to do a bigger performance, or they needed someone to do a bigger performance to really match that that animation. Because I feel like the animation is at a good level of like personality, but the voice just isn't quite there. Yeah, I don't know. But she she had some wonderful animation in that scene, like the the rage in her eyes and just her. Uh, or she's even good. like her when she came in, she was already eye rolling. Yeah, it's just like, like uh. she's like, I'm so annoyed that I have to give this book to you. Like, I, I promised. Uh. Like I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. It's like you really weren't supposed to come back. You really were just supposed to be a coward. This is very obnoxious for me i hope you know that (laughs) yeah and you alluded to it early uh early on in this podcast is they they should have developed that and there should have been a history of those two yeah uh, especially if the history was that she always was winning Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if the history was that she kept kind of getting one up on him and like he got through the her deals or her whatever's uh unscathed but like she always was the clear victor if then this was like where he like proved, no, I actually am this person and you're wrong about me and he wins, like that would have been nice and cathartic, you know? Yeah. 
even if he had been just as obnoxious as he'd been in the movie, at least that would have felt decent. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Yeah, like it switching it to a her assuming that all 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 humans are bad, maybe, and like her winning because the people that she preys on or like uh, bets against always do the selfish thing. Like, yeah, like you can maybe come at it from that angle of a of a her versus like the human nature the of people. I don't know. There there could there could have been something there. There were pieces that were good, but like as a as a whole package it was just like you said earlier, a mixed bag. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I already know the answer to this question, but mom, can you tell our audience how you felt uh, when it got to the scene where Proteus was like, no, really do follow your heart. I know you fell in love and I, I'm cool with it. So no one needs to feel bad about me in this situation. I'm just a you bro. Can, you can go be free to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just yuck. It was... I knew, I knew that that was going to happen. A- yeah. Actually, the only thing that I did wrong is I thought that he was going to be in some, that I thought Sinbad was going to be in Fiji somewhere and then she was going to pop up. Oh, sure, I didn't sure, know sure. she was just going to, you know, be on the boat before they even left. Right, right. But I knew she, uh, I knew that was going to happen. And I was so, I was still hoping, no, don't <laughs> let it. But no, it did. So I want to talk about an ending that could have been. Rocio and Elliot, uh, who you might recall I mentioned um, did the script for the Disney version of Sinbad, did initially consult on this version of the Sinbad story, too. Uh, Rocio says that they departed said project in April 2001. They had had high hopes for the story, hoping to give it a bittersweet ending and citing Casablanca as an inspiration for the movie's ultimate romantic fallout. They wanted Sinbad to step away and let Proteus and Marina get together. But executives wanted a more conventionally happy ending, specifically with Marina... Specifically with Marina and Sinbad sailing off together, kids in tow. Rocio didn't like this. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Rocio didn't like this because it undermined the emotional gravitas of the friendship between Sinbad and Proteus that was at the center of his original pitch. It also made Sinbad and Marina into generally unlikable characters for basically cheating on Proteus, both in a romantic and friendship sense. So Rocio fired off a six-page memo to the team at DreamWorks detailing exactly what was wrong with those choices. In a blog post, he admits it was less because he thought he would convince the executives and more to have a tangible told you so after the fact. (laughs) After that memo was received coolly, he fired off a follower, basically flat out calling the story choices wrong. And that was the last of the consulting services we were asked to perform on the film, Rocio writes. (laughs) Rocio and Elliot would go on to write the screenplays for the first four Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's truly it though like him stepping away would do so much to just underscore the actual it would feel like actual character growth yeah like if he isn't if he is not the selfish person that he thought he was then he you know goes and and puts his life on the line and it and that doesn't you know kind of come to fruition so he has a chance to continue to be selfless to continue to to like yeah, that's just... Yeah. You would, would also have needed to write the movie in such a way that, like, maybe Marina had some feelings, but it was very clear of it. 
she was like, I'm I'm in love with him, though. Like, I can't be with you and make it clear that Sinbad was pining after her. So that there's not like a, like, she's being denied agency and making the choice. If yeah. it's clear that she was always still going to choose Proteus, yeah. but I don't then know. Sinbad actually has a chance to be like, I'm not going to keep pursuing this. I'm going to let this go. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm agreeing with you, but I... Sorry, from a little different angle. I sure. think I would have liked Marina um, better if, because Proteus is so lovable anyway, that he she is. loved him, maybe not as romantically as she did Sinbad, but that for, for not only because she loved him and she respected him so much, but because of what she wanted to do for the kingdom, all of those reasons, that's why she wanted to stay as opposed to going off with Sinbad. You know, um, I would have liked her so much more. I sure. would have, you know, and, and because again, I think I think my point is just as long as at the point where Sinbad has to make a choice, it is clear what her choice is, so that it doesn't feel like his yeah. choice is overriding her That's true. in yeah. any I, way. Yeah, got it, as got long it. as it's clear, even if it's for the reasons you say, as long as it's clear that she is going to choose Proteus, and if she was going to be with Sinbad, it would only be because he is trying to to, to push the matter and make that happen. Th- then I think Sinbad making a choice there to let her go would be meaningful. Yeah, got it. Even if he was just as annoying as he was throughout the film, at least that would work better with the theme you're trying to have of his character changing at the end. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of or things. Or being true to, the, like, the kid inside him or whatever, because Proteus claims that he always had that within him. Uh, with Marina and her love of the sea or, like, wanting to adventure, but contrasting that with her like duty to the kingdom yeah and like deciding that was like a once in a lifetime experience but i can do more good with my kingdom and like that's what i choose exactly this might be a silly point of comparison but it makes me think a little bit of princess bubblegum from adventure time who like has a past where she did a bunch of adventure but then she decided to make a kingdom but there's a period later in the show where she's kind of forced out of being the the princess of her kingdom and and she kind of gets to have more of that adventure kind of do new things with her life for a bit but later she like kind of has that choice to go back whether or not like she can choose if she wants to go back and like ultimately she's like I made these people, I have a responsibility, and I think I could do more better by doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. she's far from the only character that has this duality, but I think that's an interesting duality that really, it's there in her background and her character, but it's not emphasized enough to really bring it to the fore. Yeah. It's more, it more just reads as an excuse to let her be with Sinbad <laughs> rather yeah, than right. a genuine character motivation. Right. Of, yeah. of, of wanting adventure. Yeah. Cause yeah. Proteus, he mentions that you fell in love, but most of his speech of saying it's all right is like focused on this idea that her heart lies on the sea. She wants to go be adventurous, but that's not really a thing that has ever been emphasized before that moment. Mm -hmm. So it just reads as an excuse to like, make it not completely about a man, even though it is completely about a man. I mean, it was, it was emphasized in their first speech on that balcony of the sea. The ocean is beautiful, not the city. Uh, There's a little bit, but it's not enough. Yeah. 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 And so my nerdy comparison, Uh thanks Danica, is uh, Vivian One Piece, where like 
Well, I mean, she hasn't seen it. Whatever. It's fine. The basically <laughs> she'll, she'll forget by the time we she get had there. an option to go with them, but the crew made that choice of like, no, you want this, and we know that that's what you want. I think that's my yeah. Well, I think she made the decision too. It's like she ultimately goes and says goodbye to them, mm. and they think that she's gonna join them, but she's like, she isn't. Like she yeah. needs to. She knows she needs to stay, but she also wants to say goodbye because she cares. And they did a good thing because. Her main motivation was always her country. Yes. So, like, that balance made that moment impactful. Yeah. Here, it, it didn't. No, it's, it, no. it just it falls just flat. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah, like, we don't, I mean, she's not even, is she, she's not from here, right? Isn't she, like. It was an arranged marriage from a different right. country. So, she's from a different kingdom. Like, we don't know how much she cares about this one and we know nothing about how much she cares about the, her home yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So there's just like we know how much Proteus cares about his kingdom. Yeah. Like that is a core part of the character that we get like from the get go. But it's supposed to be a part of hers and it's never very clear. The only one was whenever he was trying to propose to her right. that interjected of like I need a uh, a, a translator, yeah, like a yeah. diplomat or whatever. And, and that's just not enough. Yeah, yeah. she agrees, but it, you can kind of intimate that, like, this is her life of just, like, helping here, helping there. But, but yeah, like... Proteus is just so much stronger a character. And it's like, I don't know how exactly you would have written it, but this movie probably would have been way better even if they didn't go gay with it like they clearly should, if she had somehow been the one who had to stay and he went with with, uh, Sinbad on that boat. Like, they have the better chemistry, even if it's just friends, and he's the more compelling, well-written character. She's too muddled with how they write her to make it clear. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like... Moment, the moment that we meet Proteus, he's like fighting some guys, but then he's like, "Oh, my friend!" and he like follows him into the thing. But then he he clearly has this immediate like, "I love this this guy. We go way back. Um, I would do a lot for this man, but also I will fight him because I need to bring this to my to home for my country. Yeah, because I also the other thing that I most care about is my country. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's there immediately. We like get what he's about. But I never feel like I really get what she's about. I, I don't know. They yeah. te- they tell me, but that's, they showed me with Proteus. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they even showed me pretty decently with Sinbad, even if I don't like him. Yeah, she's just muddled. Yeah. Let's be done with spoilers. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? easy for me it is uh the scene after the siren stuff where they argue for like five minutes and um i want it to move on to a different thing uh closely followed by a spoiler scene that's supposed to be emotional but isn't because partially because of the scene that i am naming as my least favorite (laughs) yeah i i guess that one where it's Again, obvious that he is embarrassed that that he was proven wrong. And, and so, so he's he, like, let me be real sexist and mad. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say that as my least favorite. So yeah, so mine is any any scene and insinuation, some that weren't spoilers, where there was any kind of romance um, between uh, Sinbad and Marina. What was your favorite scene in the movie? 
I would say at the end in spoilers where like a promise was honored where where Eris's word was pissy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> see to the end where Eris's word was honored yeah that one's that one's strong mostly because of her yeah I think for me is um, the scene and there's kind of two similar scenes um, I think one is in spoilers uh, but one is not um, with um, scene between Proteus and uh, Marina where he's just being such, you know, they're talking on the balcony and he's just being so amazing. He's, he's so just, good. He's just such a sweetheart and just such a, a good, caring, selfless person. I just love him. I mean, part, part of me wants to say the first fourth of the movie, because that was like where it was working for me, even if the CG was bothering me. I mean... Pretty much every scene with Proteus in the beginning of the movie, um, if I have to pick one scene, I guess I'll probably go with what Valerie said, because I also really love pretty much any scene. No, I think I know what my favorite scene is. I think my favorite scene is where Eris steals the book. I really liked that. Her like her like creeping around, some actual good mm. use of CGI to spin the room around mm. while she's doing that. To, and it makes it really feel disorienting for that poor guard or whatever. Yeah. And she's just like creeping around in the shadows, putting lights out and stuff. And I think that scene. She, okay. And because and then she like knocks him out. She like becomes Oh, I like I like the way that she makes the she makes a puppet of Sinbad that like appears in front of her and then she like goes into it. And then she like saunters as, as Sinbad and punches the guard out. And then she's back to herself and she like picks up the book and like is gleeful and like snaps it shut. I don't know. It's all good. She's great in that scene. Yeah, I really I really like the guard. He's like let me just take a look at this book that looks all magic. <laughs> yeah, what are you reading in there, my dude? Right. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if I can make out any of the words through this blue light. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your least favorite character? Easy Sinbad. Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah. Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad sucks. Yeah. Sorry, Brad Pitt. I started off yeah, liking sorry. him okay, and then it just uh, got worse. Uh. Who is your favorite character? For me, this is also still easy. It is Proteus. And I know I love Eris a whole lot, but it's Proteus. He's my good, good boy. Yeah, yeah. that's me, Proteus. And I was going to say... He was done dirty by the end of the movie, but that's not on him. He's a great character. He deserved better. Yeah, and I was just going to say Proteus, Proteus, because Ares was awesome, but there Ares. was just something... Ares. Ares was awesome, but there was just a little something that was missing... Uh, that yeah, she needed. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Bringing up the- oh, we didn't mention who's the voice actor for Proteus because he does a good job. Uh, Joseph Fines. What is he related to? The other Fines. I don't know. Uh, Joseph Fines. He does a great job. He's very endearing as Proteus. The animation on Proteus is endearing. The writing on him is endearing. Mm-hmm. He's just a great guy. Love that boy. He's best character. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I I agree, Proteus, and then Eris would. Eris is, is my second, certainly. Yes, but but yeah, what what you said, missing something. So Proteus. If Tim Curry were in the movie, what character would he have played? Sinbad. <laughs> I would have liked Sinbad better, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, or he could be one of the parts, but I still. But then you would have to hear Tim Curry being sexist if it's written oh, the same way. Yeah, that would be a bummer. But then, yeah, they'd have to write better and have some recovery like you know again do do a better job of having his character more redeeming he, he could be the dad 
king. Yeah, he diamonds. could be the king. Mm, he could also be just like one of the crew. He could be yeah. the. I mean, Jim Cummings is great, but he could be the the pirate that Jim Cummings plays. Yeah, okay. he could be one of the pirates. Yeah, yeah. There's that old pirate. There was the one that had all the weapons. Most of the most of them are like clearly not white, so probably shouldn't be any of those. But the one that Jim Cummings plays, he could be he could be that guy. Jim Cummings does a great job. Don't get me wrong, but like he could be him. That'd be fun. <laughs> Who's yeah. the voice actor? Uh, oh, on the on the dad. Her, it's her no, dad, isn't no, it? Or is he no, just a council it, member? It wasn't the dad. It was it was the head of the council. I don't know what his name is. Oh man, there was, he's saying like, yeah, that's a voice I know. Yeah, yeah, there was one guy who who I mean, you knew him. Like he, I don't know if he does announcing trailers, something, but his voice was very like authoritative. Yeah, definitely that council member guy. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, those seem like the main ones. I mean, he could be Sinbad and he probably would be more, a little more endearing. Yeah. But he wouldn't fix the problem if Sinbad's written just as bad. All yeah. pirates are Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Tim Curry's good at pirates. different nuance. Oh, yeah. Um. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I, I don't think I'd recommend it. I I didn't hate it. It it and I don't think it was committed the worst sin of being boring. No, I wouldn't say so. Um but I don't think I'd watch it again. Like I'm I was fine to see it the one time. Um I could see myself watching scenes from it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly ones involving Eris. <laughs> but yeah. So I yeah, or like watching the first part and then like skipping to the very end. And that's it. Yeah, I guess if somebody were to ask, I'd be like, "You probably don't don't need to see it unless you like want to see stuff with pirates or something." There's probably a better pirate movie though. There's mm-hmm. definitely better. Pirate yeah, movies. one came out that year. It's called Pirates of the Caribbean: <laughs> Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> one, it came out a week later. So yeah, I don't think I'd recommend it. Uh, score. All right. Mm. Yeah, okay. I guess I'll give this a 2.25. We'll go with that. I don't know. Maybe a 2. 2. Choose. You gotta choose so I can write it down. (laughs) 2.25. Okay. Alright, that helped a lot because about the highest I was going is about 2.5. But I, I would not recommend it. Again, it's not that it's a bad movie, but I... I can't say I really enjoyed it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but again, I wouldn't want to watch it again. And I would say, um, I'm going to go ahead and say a two just because of, yeah, I did. I just other. Yeah. Other than the, than my favorite character, there was really no one I was attached to in this. I will give it a 2.25. I lightly recommend it. I had never seen it. And I am glad that I watched it. This was always one I've been curious about. I was glad to finally check it out. I probably wouldn't ever watch the whole thing again. I'd probably watch... I probably literally, if I ever did watch it again, would watch the first, fourth, and then the end. Because <laughs> those are the... Uh, everything in the middle, eh. But the part with... The parts that have a lot of Proteus and, and Eris, those are good. So, eh. um, Yeah, it's it's Okay. It has, there's aspects I really like and that make me glad that I watched it. Uh, mostly Best Boy and uh, 
lady who I would like to be my gender. Um, but there's a lot wrong. Like, a lot. <laughs> the main character kind of sucks. And that's a pretty big issue. And the CG was not great even when it came out. So, yeah. 2.25. I lightly recommend it if you, like me, have been curious about this movie and you want to check it out. I'd give it one watch. That's probably all that it needs. Before we go, Jan needs to say... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to start live streaming uh, my favorite games, uh, especially Bioware. I mean, Bioware games. I'm going to start with Dragon Age Inquisition. You can find me to find out my schedule on when I start streaming. Um, you can find me um, on both Twitter and Twitch at Nana Critter. And that's spelled, the Nana is N-A-N-A. So just one N there. Um Anyway, so yeah, so um, come check it out. Come follow me on uh, on Twitter or on Twitch and come join me when I live stream the, my playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition. Love to have you. Yay. Yeah, please okay. check her out. And thank you so much for listening. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. Oh, I didn't say next time. Next time, we will be watching a movie about... Robots in disguise. Oh gosh! Oh <laughs> gosh! Okay. Um, but animated, not the live action. It's it's animated. It's the animated one. Uh, that's what we'll be doing next time. Uh, we hope that you will join us. Thank you. Thank Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Whoever wants, if you guys don't want to do it, I can do it. I mean, I can try if you want me to. I'll go ahead and do it then, since you're being away about it. (laughs)